Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back, and I'm here with a special guest, Denise Mabel. And she's going to be talking about spirituality. It's like motorcycling. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be uh, interesting to look at this because one of the things we've been talking about periodically is, is that there's unique experiences that people bring to their life. And in those unique experiences, it may have some unknowingly facets to how we evolve as our soul moves along in life too. And as we have the ups and the downs, we always think about the downs as something that's going to be pulling us down you know, like a weight. But in actualities, those downs help the soul. It helps the soul to learn something, to grow in some particular way. I would like Denise to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Denise Maple of Live Life Spiritual Direction and Live Life Business Consulting. And I have been riding motorcycles for over 20 years and a lifelong seeker of spirituality. So I I love that as I was studying both and, and learning both, that they all just that they started to come together in a really beautiful way. And the motorcycling helped deepen my spirituality and vice versa. Mm -hmm. When did you first get interested in, uh, in motorcycles and integrating it into kind of your spiritual quest and direction and journey that you've had in your life? Yeah, I started riding probably in the year 2000. I was uh, dating a guy who had a motorcycle, so I got used to being around them. Mm. I saw some other women riding, which inspired me. There's more and more women riding all the time, but it's still a predominantly male sport. And a friend of mine was taking a class to learn how to ride. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll take that with you and loved it. It was scary but I kept pushing myself to do it. And, and once I got into it, there's just so many rewards that come with it. When you said that quality about scary, that's sometimes what happens with the soul too. The soul gets scared and it's not quite sure if it really wants to, or yes, it wants to. And so it ends up because of that fear factor we end up not doing maybe something that's a greater opportunity and a greater exposure and experiences. Yeah. First of all, say if you don't feel scared or some fear, sometimes you're not truly living. <laughs> Life is, I believe, about learning new experiences, which can be scary sometimes. So I really, in my life, like one of the mantras in the, and it was from a book that was very influential to me probably 15 to 20 years ago, I read it. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by, I think it's Dr. Susan Jeffries. And 
It really helped me look at what some of my fears were to see if they were rational. Was it worth the risk to me? And that helped me expand my life in many ways, starting businesses, going after things in life that I wanted. On the flip side with motorcycling, it is a scary prospect. You know, you could you could hurt yourself in the process. You could damage some expensive equipment would be an, another reason. And it really helped me see how in many ways, not only that I could overcome my fears and reach some some goals that I had set for myself, but it also helped me look back and say, okay, I have achieved a lot. I have, this is what I've done. Why can't I do this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a step stepping stone. So you can use to say, okay, I've been able to do this thing. So why am I being so much paralyzed by this aspect of what I want to do in front of me? But how do I integrate that in? And how do I call upon my own inner strength to be able to say, yes, I can versus no, I can't. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with that, tell me about the whole journey of the spirituality and motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's so much with this topic. I think one of them is I do think spirit pushes us sometimes to do things that we feel scared to do. We get nudges. We have experiences in life that we have no control over that we have to deal with that can be scary. Maybe that's losing a job. Maybe it's something exciting like having a baby. Like there's all sorts of things that maybe we choose or don't choose that scare us that we need to figure out a way. So that is one of the parallels to motorcycling is really as I talked about feeling the fear and and doing it anyway, which leads to one of the biggest connections is this idea of trust and faith. So in motorcycling, you have to what's called trust the lean. So as you're riding into a turn, if you don't lean your body with the bike, you're not going to turn as quickly or as as tightly as you would want to. And when you're on the road, you have very specific lines that you need to stay within. So leaning into that and saying, okay, this feels a little scary bringing this big machine over to the side, but it's built to do this. And I think in life, we are built to take these risks. We are built to expand what we think is possible. How true. Yeah. So that's one example and I can, I can give you more, but I'll, I'll stop and see if you have any questions or, or comments on that. Well, I, ha- I have more of a comment because it is as if when you said you're built and to lean, the soul is built to forward progress. Yeah. And it doesn't want to get stuck, but in some ways, if you don't lean to be flexible enough, then it sticks to soul <laughs> and we yeah. don't even know we're doing it at all. And it may come on as a feeling of sadness or feeling out of sorts or whatever it may be, but it's our soul is asking for mastery. And so one of the things that came to my mind when you said, when you're able to do what it, you're built to do, you're, you're mastering then. <laughs> you're mastering the experience. You're moving in the direction that you need to move in to get the most from life. 
I thought that was, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, we, we really are, we really are meant for forward momentum, which again is, is another, another parallel to the motorcycling. Uh, another one is freedom. Like I, the first time I took a long distance trip was with a, a dear friend of mine, Sandra. She started riding shortly after I did. And we decided to take our first trip from Chicago to Athens, Georgia for the 2006 Women in Motorcycling Conference. And I remember there was a part where we were probably a quarter of the way there, maybe halfway there. And I just got this feeling like, oh, this is what they mean by the freedom of the open road. Like no one knew where we were. We were just riding our motorcycles cross country. We didn't know how the day was going to go, but there was some excitement and freedom in that of just anything is possible. And we don't know what we've never done this. This is going to be something new. We're going to take in new experiences, but it it was just felt very, very exciting to me. Mm -hmm. I love the word freedom. Because actually, that's what the soul wants too, is freedom. <laughs> yes. Know, freedom to be able to not feel the constraints of the, what I call the eco persona, the ego, and it's always energy going out and always wanting to have the mask of comparison and making, seeing that I'm better and it's being competitive in some ways. But something happens when you're talking about being on the open road, it's just you have the freedom and you get there when you get there. And you, you may explore other things while you're along the way. And that's the very thing that the soul wants. It doesn't want to say, it's like, I need to get there in a certain time and in a certain way or direction. But no, it's like, how do I understand that every experience that's coming my way, expected and unexpected, is helping me to learn something. And usually in that helpfulness and that learning process, they're usually themes. So the soul, what you'll notice in your life, that there's certain things that keep on coming up, keep on coming up, because it's asking you to master it. And it's three analogies I usually give with how the soul needs that mastery. It either is on a skateboard and it needs to kind of just be stay on the skateboard and move through the experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's on, it's like floating on the ocean. You need to just to float and experience the waves and experience whatever's going on. And the other analogy I usually use is, is, is like a trampoline. Do you need to jump higher and see higher to see what's going on here? Why is this happening to me? As opposed to sinking into despair or depression and why me and well, me and whatever. It's like, no, the soul says, don't get stuck there. There's something we can learn from this, even if it's not not the greatest experience that we're moving through. So those are some of the things that were coming to my mind when you were talking to me about freedom, as well as we were talking about trust and faith. Yeah. Yeah. And even in that freedom, there are challenges sometimes to overcome. I mean, we had situations where I think she was having trouble with her brakes and we had to get her brakes fixed. And sometimes we had longer days that it left us a little fatigued and, and working through that. And I love what you said about the road and kind of like not really having a timeline because in my life, Historically, I've been pretty structured. That just helped me kind of operate. And and if I'm being honest, like have some control over my life. But I found that if I like with a motorcycle trip of having some structure, like, yeah, I want to get to this destination and here's the general time I want to get there. 
but you have to leave room for spontaneity. You have to leave room for things coming up that you don't expect. Mm -hmm. And that's like life too. Like if you have your life super structured, there's no room for that, for that change, or it throws you off and it, and it doesn't feel right. But if you have complete freedom, it's like, well, where are you going and what are you doing? So finding that balance can be found in this, this motorcycling experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the very thing that the soul wants us to find too, is balance. It's like the middle way. <laughs> yes, the middle way. I love that. Yes, mm -hmm. the, the Buddhist tenant. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we're able to do that. And life seems to go in a better ebb and flow than if we're on the extremes or the outer <laughs> aspects of, of life. And they seem to be swinging us more. It's like in the, do you want to be in the eye of the hurricane? Or do you uh, want to be on the periphery? Most of us prefer to be in the eye, which is more calmer. And when we're going through certain experiences, if, we, if we're able to get there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you brought up the calm piece of it. And that's another piece uh, of the similarities between spirituality and motorcycling. And that's that it's a meditative experience. Mm -hmm. I, I co-lead a, a mindfulness and meditation group and we talk a lot about being in the present moment and with what is. If you are not mindful, if you are not present on a motorcycle, there could be some, some bad situations you find yourself in. A, you have to look where you want to go. So we talked about the lean in a turn. Well, you also have to look where you want to go because if you don't, your body is just naturally turned the wrong way. So with your eyes moving into a turn and wanting to get there, your body kind of naturally leads and takes you there. So if you're ever in a turn where it feels scary, it's just like, hold it, hold it, hold it, look where you want to go. And that's like what you remind yourself if you ever especially get into a, a tricky situation. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with life and how faith works is... You need to look where you want to go. You you know, like doesn't mean not to be open to what spirit has to bring you. But if you have a goal and you have a manifestation or a prayer that you have, focus on that, believe in that, trust that. Mm -hmm. But also just writing itself feels mm -hmm. like a meditation. You have to be present. Maybe I've got some music going. Most of the time I'm looking at my surroundings I'm noticing how the road feels, noticing what's on the road to look for hazards and watching. And, and so it's always what is in my immediate environment. And if my mind might stray a little bit, I might find myself in a tricky situation that brings my attention back. And quite frankly, mm -hmm. the universe does that too, right? If you're, if you're off track, you will eventually be shown that you're off track. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what that brought to mind too, the thought about where your attention is, is where your energy flows. Having our attention really focused, fully present, you know, then we also allow the soul and spirit to come fully present too, to give us the intuition and the guidance that we yes. need 
And sometimes what happens is we have so much going on around us that distracts our eye. <laughs> it looks over mm-hmm. here, it looks over there, it looks you know, all over the place. And also so much noise in terms of the busyness of life and under the music that's going on and the social media that's happening and whatever it may be, that it gets us so externally to ourselves that we get further away from that the full presence of being in the now, the fullness of knowing that I'm okay. It's like, I think, and I can be able to hear what's being asked of me of what I need to do in the moment. And that's the beauty when you talk about meditative practice. It does allow you to be fully present or teach you how to be fully present. And sometimes that's difficult for some people. And so one time I say, sometimes I say is how you can be fully reflective then. <laughs> if you can't sit down and take the 30 minutes or hour or however long you're doing it, but how you, what it would it look like for you to be fully reflective of what is going on around you and where you're at. It's one way of thinking about doing it in a slightly different way. Yeah, and and you just reminded me of not only in motorcycling do I have that experience where maybe I get downloads, I get ideas, I get inspiration, but also on my mindful box, I take at least a walk or two a day. And sometimes when it's I feel stuck, you know, Go for a mindful walk. Go mm-hmm. for a motorcycle ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I love the inspiration that I receive. Yeah, in the seat or in the feet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and in that process of um, being fully present, however it is in the seat or with the feet, that you um, are actually, for example, you're saying you're, you're in flow with spirit. You're in flow with a soul awakening or awareness about certain things or making connections um, um, and how things have happened in your life and looking at it from a different lens or perspective, which is nice. And I think we just need to, as seekers, have to learn how to do more of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you said the word connection, but that brought up another piece of it is the connection to nature. Mm, yeah. um, for me, nature is very grounding. I feel like I can connect with my higher self, with spirit. When I'm in the depths of nature, when I'm connecting with it, it helps me be more present to get those downloads, to get those inspirations. And when you're riding a motorcycle versus a car, it is a more interactive experience because you're feeling the wind, you're feeling the temperature, the sun or the lack of the sun, the smells. You're seeing more because you, you're just there. You're more open mm-hmm. uh, because you don't have the, the cage of a car. Uh, but the smells, I remember taking a ride uh, up to Northern Wisconsin once and uh I went through a patch of, it was either lavender or lilac. It was a long time ago. I think it was lilac. It was just that very strong smell. And I rode past a patch of it. And it just brought me into that nature feeling like connection with nature and all that is that you wouldn't get necessarily in a car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That connection with nature, there's a special, like Mother Earth. <laughs> that's the nurturing aspect of it. Um, and I think it, it hits into a quality that, that the soul is always seeking is love. The love of nature 
also the beauty, like the smelling of lilacs, for example, opens the heart. And in the process of opening the heart, we're not aware of the fact that that opening also allows our soul to be able to get connected to if we want that to happen. Yeah, I was just listening to a video by Lee Harris. He's an energy intuitive and he his guides were telling him that when we connect with our heart, it is harder for fear to be present because our heart is our truth, right? Our, it's it's a it's our GPS in a way. Mm-hmm. When we like tune into the heart. You can like if, if you even just do it with me, you can kind of like just feel other things fall away. And there's a presence there if you really tune into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just getting that sense. Because when I also think of the heart, I think of love. And when I think of love, I think of what is the spiritual path that everyone's following. And they may be following it in different ways and, and coming into that circle from different avenues or vantages point or motorcycles and coming into the center. And that centeredness is a, a spiritual quality of the Christ. Jesus represented a quality of the Christ, just mm-hmm. as much as we represent a quality of the Christ mm-hmm. or the quality of Buddha. And so there are certain precepts and concepts and suggestions and um, guidance that was given that allows us to know and help the soul to know its homework way back to that connection to the Christ or the Buddha so that it would be have a greater sense of fulfillment, a greater sense of service, a greater sense of surrendering to certain things, sacrificing when you need to sacrifice. But you're knowing you're doing it because you're doing it to God's glory, not to your own personal glory. And that personal glory is used the realm of the ego who wants everything seen. But it is the heart, which is the Christ. And when we get fully present in that, that we realize the soul starts to thrive and starts to be able to be on that motorcycle and have that sense of freedom and that sense of faith and that sense of leaning when it needs to lean and do whatever it needs to do in order to have the fuller experience. Yeah. Yeah, that fuller experience. I mean, it's life is meant to expand. And and that is a good transition into the next one is is like the idea of flow state. You mm. know, when we're truly connected to spirit or if we're mm. on a motorcycle and we're truly connected to that experience, to the road, to the environment, there's this flow state that we can drop into where everything is just a beautiful dance. And you might get that in other ways too. I've I've gotten it like painting ceramics where I just get so into it and it's the detail and I'm so present and there's just a flow to it or dancing to music, whether with a partner or by yourself, like just letting your body move into that flow state. It's very similar on a motorcycle because you are one with that bike. You need to be connected to it. Mm -hmm. And when we get into those flow states, whether it's in our work, our creativity or our activities, the information that, that spirit can provide us by that deeper level of presence, that feeling of being in the flow brings more joy and satisfaction And it's really beautiful. And I appreciate that, you know, I can find that on a motorcycle 
I live in Wisconsin, so it's not all year round, but <laughs> at least not for me anymore. I'm not as hardcore as I used to be, but I suppose that's what makes us look forward to to spring and summer so much is, you know, the winters are, are different. Right. It, it makes me look really much forward to um, motorcycle riding in, in the spring and in the summertime, definitely. But I, I love what you're saying about the flow state. When we're in a flow state, that means we're in attunement. And that attunement allows us to be resonate now with our soul vibration and what the soul is needing. And so we automatically start to move in that direction because we're all one. And we sometimes think that we're individuals and we look like we're individuals in, you know, as we're living life, but there is the law of the one. And the law of the one is, is that Christ, Buddha, Higher self, I am presence, Atman, whatever you want to call that is within me, is within you, within everyone around us. And that's on the one source, the law of the one. So that which you do to one person, you look at and say, am I doing it appropriately or am I doing it right? Because I don't want to hurt that other individual just as much as I don't want to be hurt. So flow allows us to keep an alignment and also flow allows us in, in an interesting way become more aware of being obedient because obedience allows us to stay in the flow when we're disobedient to our promptings and the guidance and the directions that are being trying to given to us. We're outside of that. And then being outside of that means certain things happen to us and we say, why did that happen to us? You have to go back and say, was I obedient? And how have I been outside of alignment at that flow state? <clears throat> totally. And obedience can be a triggering word for some people, right? But when it's obedience to your higher self, to spirit, it doesn't, it might feel scary, but it really is when you follow that guidance, it really is for your, for your highest and best. Even if a situation doesn't turn out perfectly, even if it feels like a difficult situation, how many of difficult situations in your life can you look back on and say, wow, I really grew from that, or I really learned from that, that's really made me a different, better person because I went through, you know, I can think of several instances in my life, like heartbreak, grief, losing a close member of your family or anyone in your life, like all of those things, maybe we wish didn't happen on some level, but on another level, it happened. And what can I take away from that? And, and how can I grow from that? Mm -hmm. And again, if we take it back to motorcycling, like I have crashed before mm -hmm. I have crashed and it was a huge learning experience that I wasn't, maybe wasn't present enough. My skills weren't, I got overconfident. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting because sometimes I feel like I'm not confident enough, but in that situation, I was over my skis for sure. And, and the universe brought me back and said, Hey, you need to do this a different way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when we're able to take those promptings and not just look at, well, I had a crash and it was terrible and it was bad and now I'm annoyed and frustrated about it versus, yeah, you may initially have that, but when you take it back to, there's something I need to learn from here. Nothing happens by chance. And since nothing happens by chance, there's something that I can garner. And so how can I take the silver lining or the gold lining from it and throw away the rest if I can be able to do that? But I also yeah. want to get back to something you said about people have different views about obedience. And I, and I think you, and you said that correctly, very much so. But when you're obedient to your higher self, your inner self, your soul self, 
It's a different quality of obedience that you're engaged in. Because what happens with the opposite side of obedience is people get into rebellion. <laughs> and, and so rebellion, we're thinking, well, I'm just going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. But your soul's saying, I don't think that's a good idea because I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life says, okay, go ahead. You'll learn something from that if you choose to learn from it too. So that's fine. But the soul doesn't really want us to be um, disobedient. It really wants us to find and understand the loving quality of what is attractive to being more obedient that gets you into that flow, as you're talking about before, and also into a greater faith that knowing that your inner self, your higher self, is really instructing and guiding you. And some of that is through the means of intuition. And so the more that you get more intuitive and your soul's intuitive, the more you're making right choices at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I believe there there are there are no real mistakes in life or you can't do it wrong. Let's put it that way. I suppose we all feel mm-hmm. like we've made mistakes, but I don't feel like we can do this life wrong because it is meant to be this learning experience and, and life will keep bringing it back to us until we learn what we're going to learn. And, and sometimes learning what we're going to learn is just letting go and letting life and letting God and not trying to control everything or, and just kind of, sometimes that takes some hits to the head before you realize like, oh, really should be listening to this. And, and, and when we're not listening, that's, that can lead to things like addictions and things like that, because we have this voice that is wanting expansion in our soul, but the fear for whatever we all, oh gosh, we all do this, right? We've all done it. We've all had experiences that have made us fearful. So we might try to cover it up with alcohol, drugs, social media, just staying busy. There's so many ways to do that. But by getting present, it's like, if we can just get over that hump and work through some of these things and over those fears, like there's such joy and expansion on the other side. It is, it is. And I think sometimes when it happens with all these distractions that go on that in order to take us away from the fear is the fear just gets deeper. And therefore we say, well, this distraction helped me, be it you're saying before substance abuse or being involved in, you know, extramarital affairs or being involved in social media types of things that are going on or being involved in always being out and about and <laughs> shopping. We don't realize yeah, that yeah. can be addictive uh, as well. Everything in moderation is what the Buddhist way is. <laughs> Everything in moderation becomes important. And also from a Christic standpoint is how do I keep attuned and focused on what I'm really here for? And I'm here for having certain experiences to grow my inner self, my soul self, my Christ self, my Buddha self, my whatever word you want to plant into that self so that I can be the best person who I can be in honor of God because give all glory to the creator or God or Christ or Buddha or whatever it may be because you are a very finite aspect of the greater aspect of the universe and what's going on. Yes, we've got to find these ways in which we're we're... Or uh, as seekers and being aware when we're getting distracted or when we're going to fall off the bike. And if we fall off the bike, how do we kind of pull it back up (laughs) and um, continue to uh, move forward knowing that I can grow from this? I can motorcycle in a different way or I can take additional classes if I need to, uh, whatever that may take. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what more is there for me to learn? And I hope I never stop learning because that's exciting to me, learning new things and getting excited about learning and, and being in that present state. And that's the whole thing about the soul loves. The soul wants you to continue to learn and not say, well, I'm too old. When you have that statement, I'm too old to learn that now. Well, no, not really. <laughs> not at all, actually. You look at the Bible, people lived to 700 years. <laughs> so we don't know how long we're going to live, probably not to 700 years, but we know we're going to live as long as we're going to live. So how do we take advantage of that <laughs> as well? Yeah. yeah, you're right. And I think when my father passed away, I did have that on a subconscious idea, like life is short. And I did it within a year after his death, I made some really big changes in my life, career, mainly career and where I was going to live. And it's been circuitous and, but it's got me to where I am and I'm, and I'm thrilled. Yeah. It's those significant losses that we do have, especially parents or really close loved ones that help us reflect and think about, am I doing what I really want to do? Is there something more that I want to do? And so it gives you a different perspective that allows you to make course corrections, as you're mentioning, and also maybe get involved in other activities that you were maybe hesitant to do for whatever reason, but you realize why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not as long as it doesn't hurt, harm, or hinder you in any way. You know, why not get to the experience because it may help the soul to continue to blossom. Yes, yes. I just got a beautiful vision when you said the soul, this help the soul to blossom. Like, just got this expansive and joyous feeling from that. Yes, and as we've been talking about this whole notion, spirituality is like motorcycling. Is we're really talking about these kind of key precepts or concepts that you've learned through uh, motorcycling, which is understanding the whole aspect of the open road and leading, the aspect around trust and faith and the importance of that and the freedom that the soul wants as well and the um, development that you have through taking meditative practices and reflecting on those experiences that you're having and not being attached. That's one thing I like about meditation is, is that it teaches non-attachment to it. It's just thoughts. They're floating. Keep moving. Be centered and be aware because it creates an open space, which goes back to that sense of freedom that you're talking about within that allows you to be able to navigate maybe in a different way than you would have otherwise. See, all these different things you've been talking about really ties into like a rose and blossoming of a rose and the petals and the different petals of what makes that rose so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I just love that. So any other thoughts or comments? Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe one thing is just a challenge for your listeners When think about, ask yourself the question, what is something I've been afraid to do that I think would be really cool and fun? The the risk is worth the reward. And, And just look inside and see if there's any areas where maybe you're playing small. You could push the boundaries a little bit for that greater expansion and experience of life. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that when we can be able to realize first and foremost, most of our fears can be conquered. 
Yeah. And, and that's the, what the soul wants is to conquer our fears in order to have greater freedom. Yeah. And when we have more freedom, then we can maybe be in more flow because that means also we at least some control that we want to have or some of the other ingredients that are not working to our benefit that we have to say, mm, fear doesn't work for me. Being angry doesn't work for me. Being irritable is not helping me. Um, yeah, and so now I need to be able to say, I'm going to let that go. And I'm going to do this thing over here. And inch by inch, it becomes a cinch. We keep on moving it forward and we continue to grow. And that's what the soul wants us to be able to do. Yeah. And I just got the image of like freedom and connection. So freedom has been a theme for me in my life. And that, and I have, I'm very independent. I've done a lot of things on my own, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you can do it all by yourself. So for example, you can go on rides by yourself, but sometimes you need help, right? Something happens, you might need help. And one time I dropped my bike, I wasn't feeling well. I probably shouldn't have been riding, but I dropped my bike because I was a little shaky and, and not feeling great. And I was so shaky, like I could not get it up myself. And mm-hmm. someone came along and helped me. You also might have to rely on the group if you're doing any group riding or riding with anyone else. So it's like this dance of freedom, but also this knowing that we are connected. We are connected to the whole, we are connected to others. So as much as I appreciate freedom and independence in my life, I also want that connection and that collaboration and having a life where connection and collaboration matters. It's again, it's it's a balance. Yeah, I agree with that. So much, definitely a balance because anyway, we have too much freedom, it can create issues as well as if we have too too much connection, actually not to the right things can create an issue. But where's the balancing aspect of that? Because we are living in this human existence and want that sense of community, that sense of being knowing that everyone is bringing something to the table to help us to continue to blossom and to grow and not thinking that we have to be the hermit. We're living in a different in the 21st century in a different world in which connections are important. It's just we want to make sure that the right connections and the first connection is with your higher self and attunement to your soul and in service of, of, of helping and giving to others within that community that you find yourself in. Yeah, yeah, we, can, we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. If there was a phrase or a word or a statement that you would want to leave with our seekers to give them further things to ponder, you had given them the question, which I think is a great question. Is there anything else you want to leave them with? Yeah. Don't stop at the question. What's what's one action you can take to get you towards your goal? When I work with my spiritual coaching and holistic business coaching clients, we will pray. We'll, uh, I'll speak a prayer for them. I will know it for them. I will ask them to know it for themselves and fall into that faith that they're going to reach their goals, whatever that may be, whether it's in the material world or something they want to experience a shift in themselves. But then also take an action and show the universe that you mean it, that you believe it, that you have that faith. It doesn't mean like if you have a goal, say, to go back to school, doesn't mean you have to apply today, but 
let's get online. Let's get online and see, is there a school, you know, what are the schools that might help me get to where I am? So mm-hmm. ask the question, take an action. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Because you know what? When you take the action, you move towards mastery. And when you move towards mastery, now you're on the path of soul progress. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I love it, what you said there. It's been great having this conversation with you and, and thinking about the motorcycle and, and how it really nicely ties into spirituality and some of the concepts that you you kind of left the seekers with is something for them to ponder and look at how that can apply in their lives. Thank you so much for our time together, Denise. And as we're ending, you know, this segment and looking at spirituality is like motorcycle riding. I just want Denise to have the opportunity to share her website and how people may be able to make contact with her and any other things that she wants to say as we end our time today. Uh, Thanks so much for the opportunity, Judith. I have two websites. One is livelifespiritual.com. And that's where you will find information on my spiritual coaching and the workshops and courses. And, and really my, my, my tagline is live the song of your soul. Like if, if whether it's in our work or our business, if we're not in that authentic place of our soul, life is harder. Mm -hmm. Um, Life is, is more contracted. So that's, that's the one piece of what I do. I also have livelifebusiness.com and I do wellness workshops for corporations and I am just launched a program called Fuel Your Startup Business Program. And it's for women who want to start their own business. I'm offering some free webinars over the next couple of months to see if you're ready to take the leap. And then my program starts in February. Wonderful. Well, and also we'll have the links below uh, for uh, our seekers to be able to make contact with you as well. So thank you again. It's been a pleasure. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.